0: Hi, I'm Carly.
1: And I'm Trey with New City Church.
0: Welcome to our podcast series on faith and mental health.
1: Each week we will unpack a topic relating to emotional or mental health and walking out a life of faith.
0: The format will vary slightly from week to week from teaching, practical advice, conversation, interviews, and practices that we have found helpful in our own lives.
1: So, let's jump on in. Welcome to episode seven of season two of our Faith and Mental Health podcast. Uh, today, we are diving into a particular practice uh, to help your mental health. And just starting out to say, I know that if you struggle with uh, depression or a number of mental health issues, or you're walking through a period of grief, the idea of practicing something, doing something extra, can feel really overwhelming and like more than what you have to give. And so just to open up, I wanna acknowledge that And to say that the practice we're talking about today uh, more so is about doing less and stopping than doing, Um, and how that actually can be, even if it's hard on the front ends, really good for your faith. Uh, So today the practice that we are talking about is the practice of Sabbath, and just as a uh, quick thing about Sabbath, if you want to do a deeper dive into it, we have a number of teachings on this podcast on Sabbath, including a panel discussion. We also uh, recommend Practicing the Way podcasts and their resources around the Sabbath. So if you want to do a deeper dive, uh, there's a bunch of great resources there. And we, if I remember right, I think we also link some other helpful resources for you there uh, as well. So we want to make it really practical today. So first, Carly, I'm going to ask you a question. How would you define or explain Sabbath?
0: I would explain it as, oh gosh, okay, I should definitely know the answer to this. Um, just taking intentional time to rest and recharge and rejuvenate with your Creator.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's good. And with others, that's good. Yeah, the word uh, Sabbath uh, in Hebrew is the word Shabbat, meaning literally to like stop or mm-hmm. cease. And so uh, it was instituted in the fabric of creation, uh, that on the seventh day, God rested. And if you remember from the story, if you're familiar with it, God created humans on the sixth day. And so their first like, full day was a day of rest. And so throughout the scriptures, you see this theme of seven kind of repeat as like God's number. And we also see that theme of Sabbath kind of repeat. We see that with... uh, Sabbath day. We see that with a number of festivals. We see that with the Sabbath year. We see that with the year of Jubilee. Uh, we see it in a number of different places where this thing of Sabbath comes up. We also see it uh, come up in Jesus's life and ministry, where he uh, will get into trouble for the things that he does and on the Sabbath, particularly from people who are uh, religious leaders. And so I, I just want to make a point to say that sometimes in uh, Western, sort of more evangelical circles, people say, well, Sabbath isn't important for us anymore because Jesus clearly, like, broke the Sabbath. Uh, Jesus regularly seems to participate in the Sabbath. The question for Jesus was not whether or not you should Sabbath. The question was what is permissible on the Sabbath. Um, And those are two very different questions. Jesus would get in trouble for healing people on the Sabbath. Uh, He didn't get in trouble for not taking a Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, if you're listening and you're, like, feeling a reservation in yourself of just, like, Uh, that feels really legalistic to take the Sabbath, I think you might be uh, missing the point. And I would just encourage you to ask what is it within you that makes you averse to the idea of stopping and resting as something that is good and a blessing uh, from God. One of my favorite ways of understanding Sabbath is that it it reminds us that we're human beings and not human doings. Sabbath traditionally is a 24-hour period of time uh, that you designate to not do work and to be with God be with yourself, be with others. Uh, And so it's traditionally a 24-hour period of time. Jewish tradition would be Friday at sundown to Saturday at sundown. There's a number of rituals and things that can be associated with that. Uh, A number of Christians also do it on uh, Sundays, incorporating things like worship gathering and other things in there as well. Uh, I think the 24-hour period is still kind of my rule of thumb if I want to get really technical on it, but to be really honest I know that I can be so technical about the 24 hour period that I forget that Sabbath is supposed to transcend <laughs> into every other day of the week that if I Sabbath Friday at sundown to Saturday at sundown I'm likely still you know working Friday morning and Saturday night yeah uh, and so which that's fine but I, I'm not actually like embodying what Sabbath is that Sabbath ought to be this like um I think Abraham Heschel Uh, called it, who's a Jewish scholar and writer, called it a cathedral in time, that it was a way in which we, like, step into this eternal time that is different than the rest of the days of the week. And so uh, we wanted to make this podcast today super practical and talk about a couple different ways that people describe Sabbath. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through each of those and just kind of offer some things about what that looks like for us as a way of hopefully helping you brainstorm what it might look like for you. Uh, So one of the ways that has been really helpful for me to understand Sabbath is that Sabbath is about uh, three things. I'm trying to remember this, this may have been from Ruth Haley Barton or from Adele Calhoun. I can't remember which one, but I think one of those two that it is about resting your body, replenishing your spirit and restoring your soul. So resting your body, that could be things like a nap or eating a meal that you like, um, going on a walk, whatever is restful for your body, replenishing your spirit. What sounds fun and delightful and restoring your soul. That is more the like intimate, uh, Spaces with God, things that help draw you in close to him. So what I'd love to do is just kind of go through each of those, Carly, and just hear what, for you, that looks like. Uh, so first, resting your body. When you think of that, what kind of things come to mind as being restful for you?
0: Um, I love coziness. So Love it. Warm beverage, fuzzy blanket, cozy spot. That's like a real recipe for just hanging out. Um, I enjoy also like hanging out with my husband like that or like reading aloud to each other. Just like a fun book. Um, Hammocking. All kinds of stuff, really. But I also really love... Um, watching my plants grow and, like, That's fun. Um, doing things with that, so, um, yeah. I think just, like, a slowness and a pace of what sounds good now and what sounds fun now mm-hmm. um, instead of, like, okay, we've planned these chores and this and that and this and that. Like, just a a slowness to your day.
1: Yeah. Like a even resting with those chores left undone Mm -hmm. and if we get to them and we want to do them today and that sounds nice sure right but also if not yes that's fine too that's good i think for me it i'm still figuring out uh what it looks like with uh toddler and i'm I'm, by the time this podcast airs we will Mm -hmm. i don't have our second kid and so what does rest look like with two you know uh under two in the home if you know let me know uh
0: looks like sending them to your in-laws you know honestly though that has
1: been a form of that yeah. has been a form of rest uh napping when they're napping I, I think you know f- for me also realizing that in our house like it's not just about me being able to find rest just me but it's like about our whole home mm-hmm. um and so doing things that are very much like not work so it might not be like i'm able to physically rest like i would i would love to take a nap lay on the couch read a book maybe uh watch something or um you know whatever or you know eat a nice meal uh eat what i would like on sabbath i I try to do those things when i can but also just like very intentionally rest and abstain from work Mm -hmm. um and so not Not having my phone, not checking social media, not checking email. Um, If I do have my phone, we'll move into this with the replenishing your spirit. But um, not, yeah, being on Instagram or email or work-related things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so resting might look like, yeah, playing a game with my son or um, very much not work.
0: Finding sticks in the yard.
1: Finding sticks in the yard, hunting for bugs. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, second kind of movement of it or second kind of piece of sabbath from this framework is replenishing your spirit. What type of things fall in that category for you?
0: Um okay, so recently I heard of this thing called I think it's imaginative imaginative contemplative oh my gosh, it's so hard to say prayer. Cool. Um and so there's this app called Pray as You Go that has these like guided it's like an imaginative experience of putting yourself in the story and scripture and like smelling, tasting, seeing what would be there. And so this is very new for me, like this week, but it was really cool. And I think is like a great way to actually put yourself into the story instead of like, it does something different than like, it looks like Jesus is telling this person something harsh or not like this or that or this or that. And like putting yourself there and thinking about like what actually might be happening? Like what would his Mm. tone be? And like, what is he, why is he saying these things? And also like, where would I be in this story? And what things would I be smelling or tasting or hearing? And it just allows you to like engage that part of your mind that's imaginative. And it might not be, completely historically accurate and that's totally fine that's like part of it um but yeah it's it has been for me a different way to experience prayer than like Mm -hmm. I should be praying um which for me right now is like a hard thing for me to feel like I just should be doing this instead of delighting in it and so or wanting to um So that's restorative. Singing for me is very restorative. Mm. Um, Writing Mm. um, for me.
1: What does, so probably most people listen to the podcast know that Carly is our pastor of worship and mission. So for you, for singing, what does that look like for you for it to be in the replenishing your spirit category without moving into the I'm thinking about? Mm -hmm. work or leading people into this? Or is that something you struggle with?
0: I mean, there are times where I'm like, oh, this would be so cool to do on a Sunday or whatever. Um, That's just going to happen. But I try to just sort of redirect and, yeah, be in that space. Or I'll sing something that I would never lead on a Sunday or something like that. So, Yeah. Or write my own something. Um, Cool. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Except for just... From my own personal knowing, I easily like find my imagination space going into those types of mm-hmm. in those types of places.
0: It makes sense, like that's what your brain is used to doing with those pathways. Like mm-hmm. it does automatically and, equate to work. But and
1: since I was little, like you know, I watch American Idol or whatever. Right. <laughs> like, I picture myself doing something.
0: It is that is very American. Yeah. Like that. The number of people that have been like, you should do the voice or American Idol or this Uh or that. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I just always picture it turning into doing something in regardless of what it is. That can be something I
0: And maybe that's not something that's restful for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it depends on the season, you know, for me. So like replenishing my spirit, uh, well, once again, in the season with the toddler, it just looks, it looks different. So, you know, going back to the resting my body thing, I think often on Sabbath, I'll like, yeah, a meal that I really enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, eat something nice, drink something that I'll enjoy, playing ball with Caleb. If I If I had like a free day, either reading a book that I would like, and I have to be mindful of what books I read, I can easily jump into like really spiritual sort of books, so I try which isn't, which for a lot of people will be really good and restorative, but for me, I sometimes try to opt towards like a fiction or something that is just mm-hmm. totally out of the realm of something that I plan to use in any way, shape, or form. Like that, it's just like an intentional spiritual practice to see God in my mundane mm-hmm. and not in these like big concepts. Uh, sometimes playing music, uh, I love playing spike ball. Sometimes uh, going rock climbing can be really fun because I think I use my mind and my heart a lot in like work doing something with my hands and my feet mm-hmm. can be really replenishing. Whereas I think if you did something with your hands and feet more so in work uh, or even your mind, like just engaging different parts of you, yeah. um, I think can be really helpful. And then the last movement, and you kind of touched on this, uh, or last thing with Sabbath would be restoring your soul. What kind of things fall into that category for you?
0: Yeah, I think obviously those sort of bleed over for me both categories um yeah hmm i don't know if i can make a distinction between the two
1: Hmm. that's fine too i do wonder and this this is just a you know stream of consciousness thought but i wonder if because of working in ministry, we do and talk so much about the things that fall into the typical, like, restore your soul category of formal practices of prayer and uh, reading your Bible and, you know, more directly spiritual things, if there's something that God does in us particularly in the other things that falls into the restoring our souls category.
0: Yeah, I think probably so.
1: So... Yeah, I try to, I mean, I try to read my Bible on Sabbath still and, you know, that type of thing, but also try to just, whatever I do, have less pressure Mm -hmm. around um, whatever whatever the thing is.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard because also for us, like, spiritual practices, creative outlets, a lot of times do overflow into our jobs as well. But like also it's a part of being an authentic leader to like share what God's been doing in you and to show others. So it's like, I don't know that there's a way to fully separate those yeah, things. So, um, you know, that's maybe not the end goal when you're doing it to rest and rejuvenate, but it's also like and a natural overflow, like if that's something that you find, helpful or it helps you grow or it's exciting or new for you like you tend to want to share it with people that you care about Mm -hmm. and so um so yeah I think those are hard to parse out yeah um
1: yeah for sure yeah so that's one uh that's one framework that I found really helpful just to like think of things that add in there the the second framework is from practicing the way and once again for this one i encourage you to check out if you want a longer deep dive into each one of these uh, we've got a teaching series as well as there's the practicing the way podcast that dives really deep into all these but their uh, movements of sabbath would be stop rest delight and worship so let's start with stop
0: (laughs) um
1: what kind of things do you have to stop on sabbath
0: Yeah, for me, I am very, like, this part of the house needs to be cleaned, and this in the yard needs to be done, and this, you know, laundry pile needs to be done. So I can get very, like, if I see it, it's hard for me to, like, Mm. just leave it, Um, and so I have to stop that sort of hustle, I guess, of just, like, caring for the home, Um, because it's not restful, It just although having a clean house is restful for me. So even like maybe preparing in advance that my house is clean and then ready for rest. Hmm. Um,
1: Yeah. Like not running a full sprint into Sabbath.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And then just like going to stop.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, I think also for me, which you mentioned earlier, the phone and stopping the social media cycle or, um, all the other apps that take your attention, time mm-hmm. and attention. Um, for me, it feels like giving my brain a rest. And so yeah. stopping those things, stopping like any kind of obligations maybe from other people. like Now that spending time with people is always an obligation, a lot of times it's really fun. So just assessing like, is this like an obligatory thing that I'm doing or is this like, I'm going to have fun and go eat with my friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. So
1: That's good. I think for me it's varied based on season. I think, you know, in the past year or so, I think I've had to stop. I think I became or started becoming a lot more legalistic about my Sabbath. Mm. Like, it's Sabbath, so we don't do chores. We don't clean. We don't. And. I think there can be some wisdom in that depending on your season or whatever. It can be good. I think for me, my Sabbath very much became like primarily about me and about me enjoying it and me feeling good. And so I think Sabbath, part of the invitation for me and stopping is like stopping my like expectations and my Sabbath is like, not that I'm aiming to be interrupted on my Sabbath, but particularly like with family or whatever, like my day is.
0: Ours. Yeah.
1: You know, um, and so like if for me, and this isn't for everybody, but like doing chores around the house will help like my family feel like restful mm-hmm. and like they can stop, then I can do chores. Right. Um would that be my personal preference? Not necessarily. But if I'm doing that, then maybe I will, you know, either our son will help me vacuum. Um, or I will like listen to a podcast or He's so helpful. S- so helpful. <laughs> um no, it's actually really fun when he helps. Um cute. yeah, so I think for me, I think there's an invitation for me to stop my expectations around it being something. Um and I'll allow it to just exist and be and not hold on to it with like a clenched fist.
0: Yeah, I was thinking like Earlier, when you were talking about one of those things and talking about what it's like with a toddler, I, I was just like wondering, you know, a part of it is delight in mm-hmm. experiencing like being a father to Caleb mm-hmm. and um, del- like I know that you delight in things that he does. And so like it connects you in a way mm-hmm. if you connect it to like, this is how the father also looks at mm-hmm. me. Um, and Caleb. You yeah. Know. Um, yeah. so I think there's something really beautiful and restorative mm-hmm. in that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like it's it's different. Like it's not the I would do, you know, like I might not be able to sit down and read the book that I right. wanted to read. I may be reading, you know, Little Blue Truck twenty times. Right. Or but like he's enjoying it and we may be throwing a ball or we may be hunting for bugs, or we may be playing tag or Going on a walk or, I mean, literally anything, mm-hmm. um, but just, like, fully immersing myself in, like, being and stopping my expectations of, like, just me doing what I want to do. Right. Um, has been kind of one of the invitations. And, obviously, stopping work, stopping, like, social media feed, stopping, um, you know, a range of other things. So, the second movement would be that of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and we may have we kind of hit on this with resting your body, but is there anything else that you would add in that category for you I for rest? I
0: think sleep, obviously. Yeah. And so I think there are ways that you can kind of prepare yourself for sleep that's gonna help you sleep better than sure. Others. So like Daniel and I, it's a constant battle, but always trying to think about like putting your phone away at a certain time not watching TV but like reading before bed. Mm. Now for me I'm a creative so I can get immersed in a story and that actually doesn't help me sleep so <laughs> it depends on the book but um yeah just doing some of those things or maybe even just like a little routine or ritual that like helps mm. you wind down like some chamomile tea or like yeah, um, dimming the lights or lighting a candle mm. or, uh, because sleep is a huge part of that. Yeah. And um, making sure you sleep well for whatever mm-hmm. sleep you get to have with uh, littles in the home or just, like, anxieties that wake you up in the night. Or mm-hmm. for me, my dog sometimes. Um, sure. Or the, the frogs that croak really loud outside our window now. Um, oh, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Um, yeah. I would say. Yeah. A, a huge part of it. And also eating. So, like... Hmm. um enjoying a meal for me I love cooking and I love using like like my herbs that I'm growing it just like Hmm. feels so restorative to me yeah um and then like having dessert or like making a cocktail or something like that that like really Hmm. um I don't know is restful for your body as well
1: yeah yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah. It, so moving from rust into delight, these things kind of probably fall in both categories for us. Like, Caleb is now hitting an age where sometimes he probably is not going to sit for like a movie, and that's great. Um, but he does enjoy that. And so, like, if we could sit and like turn on a movie and watch it as a family or, um, gives a moment for our bodies to rest and not be uh running around and it's something that he he enjoys and i can get pretty immersed in like watching cars or yeah um or whatever too and i've heard of a number of families like on the sabbath too who like yeah we watch a movie Mm -hmm. uh as part of it and for other people you know media is something that they're very particular on like we don't Mm -hmm. do media on the sabbath but um it also can be like yeah on friday night we get we we don't always do this um, by any means, but like, you pick up pizza and you watch a movie together. Yeah, and it's like a fun family, mm-hmm. chill, thing. Um, right. for parents, it gives you a time to just like sit and be. Um, and for the kids, it's like, oh, this is really fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it becomes something really fun for everybody. Um, yeah. And then in the delight category, I think for me too, once again, it it varies. Um, I think now it's like really just like leaning into what is fun for like my whole family um and so yeah whether that's like playing ball or yeah just really aiming to be like present and take every moment as like what it is Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: without a ton of expectations around it um so like last weekend um we went to aquatic critter i don't know if you've ever been over there
0: i've been meaning to go
1: it's it's cool um so they have like a it's a place in Nashville that has a lot of uh, like snakes and lizards and all sorts of like critters on one side. Then the other side's like fish, and I mean tons and tons of fish. And we walk in and to the fish. Well, we walk in and there's a pig snake. And Caleb goes, "Hello," <laughs> waving. Um, and then we go into the the fish area. He goes, "Wow, fish," <laughs> or something like that. And just when he saw one, he like, "Hi." Bye. <laughs> and yellow fish, yellow's this color right now. Um, Cute. Anyway, so like that—that that is like just a a thing of like delight mm-hmm. and um and fun. So I yeah, I think for me lately, the that practice has been a whole lot of delight has been very much more just like leaning into being really present and just like yeah, enjoying things mm-hmm. with my family. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think something that's so fun about kids is like their world is just so whatever is in front of them, and yes. um, if you can start to see the world through their eyes and like being like, "Wow, this is th- th- this is pretty amazing! All these fish!" And yeah, um, yeah. I, or... I was like,
1: "Do I do? Do we need to get fish? <laughs> no, we don't. It...
0: Don't get a snake. No, it was a big snake. Too. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I'll stop. I won't come to your house." Ever you get one of <laughs> <Fair> those <enough. laughs> fish I could handle. Um yeah, but I was just thinking like I think delight is a mindset shift mm-hmm. more than activities. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think like like there's so much that we take for granted and just think about food like there are one million different flavors and each like culture has their own like profile flavors Mm -hmm. and herbs and things that they use and spices and um just taking the time to like recognize that god gave us taste buds that are able to discern like umami and Mm -hmm. like saltiness and Mm -hmm. sweetness and like a nice piece of basil on a piece of mozzarella like just these amazing flavors and delighting in those ways and taking that step of being like god created us so in a way that we could enjoy this because like yeah food could be bland and boring and just fill us up but it's delightful Mm -hmm. um and then also just like with anything, like taking that extra like gratitude mm-hmm. mindset of being like, I love having a conversation with my husband and you know, isn't it amazing that we have our voices and that we have thoughts mm-hmm. and we have things that we share with each other or mm-hmm. isn't it amazing that Caleb loves fish and mm-hmm. has that like wide eyed wonder sort of look, mm-hmm. um, yeah
1: like it's like a day to play yeah too you know like there's so much that's restorative we've talked about this like with play and like whether that's like imaginative or that's like something with your hands or like playing an instrument or playing Mm -hmm. a game or cards or like there's just something that is fun yeah with that and so that actually can be like a the practice of play can be a very spiritual practice that you engage in on Saturdays or -hmm. whenever you Sabbath. um, That can be really beneficial for your whole being that like, you know, throughout the week, okay, this week has been a lot, but like come Sabbath, I'm going to do things that are playful and fun. And in some seasons that's really hard. Like when you're walking through something really difficult and, Sometimes busyness also is like a way in which we cover up the pain that we're dealing with yeah, uh, or something that we go to to numb it. We may even be doing it intentionally. And so the practice of stopping and trying to rest and delight can be really, really difficult because we're confronted with all of those things. Um, And so, yeah, with playing too, you do have to confront like, parts of you that are like, playing's worthless. Like, why would I, you know? Yeah. Like, you're kind of awakening your inner child yeah. or allowing the Lord to awaken that within you.
0: Yeah, I definitely think so. And, I mean, I think it's a time to, is there, like, an activity that you've always wanted to try? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think about our um, our community has, like, pickleball classes or something. Like, yeah what is something that sounds fun that you've always wanted to try that you could try? Or like, do you like going back to your like child, like could you, childhood, like, did you love playing with Play-Doh? Like, can you order some Play-Doh or like make it at home and like mm-hmm. just try to reconnect with some of those things.
1: Yeah. And there's something so healing mm-hmm. that the Lord does that into like in, depending on, you know, what theory of psychology and like, therapy and stuff you go into there's a a good bit of things concerning like healing of the inner child um, and also learning to have like a positive association with your Mm -hmm. inner child um and so i think some of those practices of doing things that you once used to really enjoy Mm -hmm. can be a way of like helping that inner child feel seen and valued and loved Mm -hmm. and um
0: and if that feels yeah if that feels too silly like what is it a flavor palette, like what food transports you back in memory, yeah. or Dunkaroos to summertime, <laughs> yeah, like watermelon, I strawberry pie. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, I saw him on a TV show. Dunkaroos, like, come on, Dunkaroos. Um, yeah, it's like playful. It can be silly, you know. Uh,
0: Classic nineties. Yeah, nostalgia. for sure. Nostalgia. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's the light, and then the last movement would be that of worship. And I think for me, this one was the one that I, whenever I thought about Sabbath growing up, which was not that often, was like, if I take a Sabbath, I'm supposed to read my Bible and pray all day. Mm. And to be honest, it did not sound fun. Uh, (laughs) So um, what kind of things fall into that category for you as worship or kind of similar to the answer before with the restoring your soul? Is it kind of all the above?
0: Yeah, it could it could be any of the things that we just mentioned. And I think it's like just inviting God into those spaces with you and acknowledging him in those things. Like, thank you for allowing me to know how to cook this meal. Mm. Thank you for uh, my family that I'm enjoying right now, or my friends that we're having over and we haven't seen in a long time Mm. or, um, yeah, I think or like even your dog that does silly things and you like laugh at it, you know, mm-hmm. like thank you for creating such a fluffy little creature that like brings delight um, is an act of worship yeah. and, you know, it's a communal practice too. So inviting people into those spaces with you, um, whoever that is for you like a friend going to play pickleball or you know those things it's
1: sounds like you're wanting to play pickleball
0: I <sighs> just on my mind right now because it's not something i know i really want to learn how to play tennis but mm. the tennis lessons are full so i'm just thinking of like things yeah. that aren't necessarily like money sucks or whatever but like they yeah you know don't cost a lot yeah yeah um that are happening around you that you might not even like, I just Mm. see pickleball all over the place. People love to play that game. I've never played, but Mm -hmm. spike ball, whatever. Yeah. Volleyball, badminton, all the things. Um, Yeah. But yeah, taking that time to acknowledge that like God created those things. If you're standing Mm. in nature and you know, that extra, the worship piece is going like God created this and it's beautiful. And, Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a painter and you can try to replicate that on a canvas, but um, yeah. yeah, I think it's all an act of worship.
1: Yeah, I think I've heard you define worship as like an active, like turning to God, mm-hmm. and so I, I think you know it's easy when talking about Sabbath that it can only be like a self-help type thing. Of like, do these things and your life will be better. Do these things and you'll become more productive. And I think all that stuff happens Mm -hmm. uh, with Sabbath. But I think the worship step is taking all that other stuff and then intentionally turning it to God. Like, you know, like you mentioned earlier with um, like me playing with my son, like taking that. And oh, like, God, you delight in me. This is really beautiful. Or, oh, you created this. That's really fun. Mm -hmm. Or um, I'm bored right now. And wow, you made time. Or... Or just inviting him into those spaces with you. Um, Not that he's not already there, but just noticing his presence. And then obviously, you get into like um, a classic element would be that of like a worship gathering uh, on, you know, a Sunday, if that's when your community does it, and coming together and singing and all of that. And I don't know what that looks like necessarily when it's, you know, it takes a lot of emotional energy to preach and lead worship and do that. Um, But there is something really. Like, worshipful is something that's, like, included in a Sabbath uh, for, I think, a, a lot of people that can be really mm-hmm. um, important as far as, like, a practical element, too. Um, and, yeah, reading your Bible, praying, singing worship song
0: mm-hmm.
1: can be a, a range of mm-hmm.
0: things. Listening to a worship song um, if you don't sing. But, yeah, I I also think, like, I don't want it to come across, like, It's like you have to be happy the whole time. Uh Um, Uh I mean, you definitely mentioned earlier, like if you're going through a really hard season, which I've definitely been there, like seasons of grief and hardship and um, someone has like a horrible sickness or something that you're walking through or you are the caregiver for somebody, an aging parent or something like that. Like those things can be can feel like work to just even try to find something that you're going to delight in. And so I think just like taking the pressure off of it and like letting it just be a moment, like Mm -hmm. a chocolate caramel that you enjoy or, you know, like, yeah. Um, It doesn't have to be this whole planned out. Everything is fun. And, or like maybe Caleb starts crying or like, Anna's sad or you're sad. Like, it's okay. Like, those things are also mm-hmm. a part of just being human. So, like, giving mm-hmm. yourself grace and allowing yourself to still feel what you need to feel um mm-hmm. and inviting God into those spaces yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. Like, putting all this pressure on one day kind of misses the point right of doing it. And some days it feels harder than others. Some days you feel like you're Sabbath, you feel like you're running into it. And Oh, gosh. Um, mm-hmm. And then other times you're better about it feels more restful or right. more fun. But in all of it, I think that's, you know, something the Lord wants to do and grow us in and mm-hmm. help us to be. And he does something in that being with him, even if we don't
0: feel like it. Yeah. I think it's important to remember that God is a joyful God. Mm. And so um, we forget that a lot. Mm. Um so even though there's there's a ton of hard things in the world and in our lives and constantly in our face and thoughts and minds and feelings and all of that, um, ultimately, like, we look forward to a day where all will be joyful and right again. Mm-hmm. And so we get glimpses of that here. And so learning to really resonate in mm-hmm. those, those times.
1: Yeah. And Sabbath is like a foretaste mm-hmm. of that or made to be that, I think. Yeah. Um. that's what we got so I encourage you to go out and attempt to sabbath and as one last practice of delight and play and joy we have hidden a lego <laughs> spaceman somewhere <laughs> we both looked at it. did we really
0: yeah we both glanced
1: i'm looking somewhere uh, right we now had, uh, we, we where is it, it somewhere yeah there is a lego spaceman somewhere in this uh in this frame Find it, comment below, and let us know. And if you're listening online, you can just guess where it is. Yeah. Good luck. Um, and if you imagine get it, it. <laughs> yeah, imagine a Lego spaceman. Picture it in are. your brain. Um, and then next week uh, is our last episode for the season, and it will be an interview with one of Carly's dear friends.
0: Talk you know, about delight.
1: Talk about delight. I'm so excited. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that. And yeah, may God bless you, and may you try taking a sabbath this week if you can do 24 hours encourage you to do that but if not take what you can um and enjoy it we're here for you virtually or maybe in person